It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcome back in. Now, very shortly, we are going to go to Jimmy Smith. He's the host over at SEN, uh, SEN uh, where SENZ, and uh, we go live into his show. He comes live into our show every Tuesday at 3.45. So we'll come in just a little bit early because, Sam, on what's making news, uh, it's a well-known fact to regular listeners that he has a company called Coco Magic, which imports coconut water, organic coconut water, into Australia. So just uh, remind us of that story, which I'm going to ask him to explain. Well, I'll just say this much, Steph. I think I've found the magic in Coco Magic. I think I know right. what I think I know what it is. Um, right. And ordinarily, I wouldn't click on a story like this. But when I saw the headline, one billion dollars worth of methamphetamine found inside a shipment of coconut water, <laughs> you can understand why alarm bells rang in my head. Is it is it pricked my interest or peaked? Peaked. Peaked my interest. I always say pricked my interest. Peaked my interest. Um, so here's, here's, I'm actually just going to read it out to you, Steph. I think we've got time here, that the lines that I've got. Hong Kong customs f- officials intercepted 1.8 metric tonnes of liquid methamphetamine, the largest meth seizure in the city's history, hidden inside cartons of coconut water. The, uh, the shipment, which is thought to have originated in South America and arrived from Mexico en route to Australia, was stopped on October 23 based on intelligence from Australian police officers in Mexico, according to a, a statement released over the weekend. Hong Kong customers, customs official Fong Kheng Wing told reporters that both the size and the nature of the li- uh, delivery relay, uh, re- raised sorry, suspicions as coconut water shipments from Mexico are extremely rare, apparently, Steph. So I think just to add a little bit of weight to the story, we're going to go to him shortly. Just change Mexico to the Philippines because that's where he gets his coconut water. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Okay, so are we doing this? We're going to change it to the Philippines? Yeah, just change it to the okay. Philippines. All right, yeah. and apparently this is worth your yeah, street value of over a billion dollars. Yeah, so this could well be Jimmy Smith's last uh, last show. It could uh, be, actually, yeah. In fact, we've got him on camera here, and I'm waiting for the uh, for the police to just storm the studio and get Jimmy. So um, you tell me, how far away do you reckon we are, Sam? Because we don't have proper clocks here. Five seconds, so... Oh, five, ten. Is that 15? Is that 10 or is that five? Um, so Jimmy Smith out of SEN, this will be a good This will be a goodie. So uh, Jimmy Smith, uh, I think, in Australia so joins us. Down there at Flemington, although, as we see, the horses come out for come on, the Jimmy. last, uh, for on, the next Jimmy. race. It's actually stopped raining, so that is a good sign there. Oh, hang I hope on. you can I hear me. Missed, hope, 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 you yeah, hope you can hear me. Sorry, mate. Uh, uh, Mark Stafford from SENZ. He's yes. I missed the jump. I was looking at the horses as uh, parading at Flemington. <laughs> well, I'm here. And now, Jimmy, we've got something we need you to clarify for us. You yes. love the segments we have on our show, right? So we have a segment called What's Making News. And it's like weird and wacky stories from around the world. Sam Hewitt's found one. And we just, we just need your, your input, please. Sammy Hewitt, tell Jimmy what we found. Uh, first, we probably should just ask Jimmy, do you have um, a good set of lawyers on you? <laughs> <laughs> Just need to make sure you know what's coming, mate. Um, okay. I said okay. to I said to Steph, this isn't normally something I'd click on, but you could, you'll understand very quickly why this raised alarm bells for me because the headline reads: one billion dollars worth of methamphetamine found inside shipment of coconut water. <laughs> But it doesn't. On, but Sam. it doesn't Carry stop. On, it doesn't stop there, Jimmy. If I can yeah, just uh, keep going. Keep going, uh, so 1.8 metric tons of liquid yes. uh, methamphetamine uh, seized by Hong Kong customers, custom officials. Uh-huh. Uh, it's thought to have originated in South America uh, uh-huh. and arrived from the Philippines en route to Australia. 
Yeah, okay. Jimmy okay. Smith, explain. Yeah. Uh, well, look, uh, clearly that is not our shipment. Um, our shipment successfully made its way through, you'll be very happy to know. <laughs> I thought you'd plead the fifth. I really and, thought you'd plead the fifth. Yeah, he's dangerous. And he's, and he's selling like hotcakes off the back of a couple of trucks we've is, got going is, is, that the mag- is that what the magic in Coco, Coco Magic is, Jimmy? Well, I mean, you know, everyone needs a little magic in their life, uh, Semi, no matter what that is. Uh, you are not the first person to race it. In fact, I had a couple of other mates saying, anything you need to explain to us? Jim, on the back of the uh, reporting of that, yeah. So, obviously, at this point, officially, uh, Coco Magic Australia would like to distance themselves from but, those earlier comments of Sam Hewitt. But, see, we, we speculated, Jimmy, me and Steph, like, you know, there's certain things in life, um, I said to Steph, cryptocurrency, where when something happens in the cryptocurrency world, all the sort of crypto geeks talk about it and it's sort of shared amongst all the circles and we thought maybe that's what happens in the coconut water industry when a story like this comes out you'll sort of collude together <laughs> and sort of work out your story. Water cartel. Is there a coconut water cartel and you're all on a secret WhatsApp group and you're all just saying who's is that? Oh that's Barry's. You know um, they say that Pablo Escobar used to spend literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on just on rubber bands, just to keep his, keep his cash in place so uh, talking of cartels um, let me tell you that I have not been out buying rubber bands of late. So uh, make of that what you will. But I do know, based on that information that you've sent through now, I do know one less competitor in the market. So we're looking to improve our market share. So Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Still waiting to try it over here. Uh, the Melbourne Cup, it's a massive it's a, it's, a, it's a massive date here, Jimmy. We're in the Fox pub down on the viaduct in Auckland. It's starting to heave. The people are coming in with their untucked white shirts and their pointy shoes. Um, who, who's your selection? I'll, I'll give you two selections. Jimmy, who do you like? Okay. I've... I've I've made a change as of today speaking. I don't know. Are you aware of a bloke named Ken Callender? Yes. Right. Yes, Uh, Kenny. Yep. We we had the legendary Kenny Callender on earlier. Initially, I had the top weight and the bottom weight. Realm of Flowers. So top weight, gold trip, and Mm. number 24, Realm of Flowers. Now, Kenny said, if you get the rain, Realm of Flowers right into it. Gold trip, uh, doesn't win much. One out of 15. He then suggested number six without a fight was mm-hmm. something that I should look at very closely. So if you give me two, I'm going to go number six without a fight and number 24, Realm of Flowers. I'm giving you two runners in the cup. Right. My two, uh, Montefilia, um, drawn 11, Jason Collett, Kiwi on its back. And the one that I take every year is the Geelong Cup winner. And this year it is emissary. It has been well-backed. Uh, withering burst to win the Geelong Cup, so I'm sticking with the number 17 emissary. And just before, while you're talking about uh, Kenny Callender, does he still speak with a mouthful of marbles? I just, I just loved listening to him. Uh, he does. I tell you what, I, I did it as a pre-record. So um, I told the listeners beforehand that we did it as a pre-record and spoke to him, and he sort of was like a little bit, oh, okay, yep, yeah, um, okay, we'll record now, Ken, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as we started recording, it was like bang. He became the showman, and it, yes. it was amazing. He, he was—he told a great yarn about you'd like this one, uh, Jim Cassidy, who uh, I'm trying to think it was a Greg Hall who celebrated uh, on Doremus going across the line, um, and celebrated a little bit early, as it turns out, because Might and Power was indeed declared the winner after the photo, and they said to yep. Jim Cassidy, uh, jumped off the horse, "What did you think?" 
when Greg Hall saluted on Darumis, he said, I've never seen a bloke celebrate so much to come second. <laughs> I've got a Jimmy Cassidy story for you. Okay. We had him on our show today. He didn't tell it on the show, but he told it about a month ago at a function I was at. He was speaking at Kiwi, 1983. He woke up in the hotel with 200 bucks in his pocket. Got a cab to Flemington, cost him $2. So he thought, that'll cost me $2 to get home. So I got two, I got 196 left. So he put $196 on Kiwi at 10s, got 1960 in the $2 cab home, and got home as a young chap and just went, best day of my life. Well, he, he, he won it again after that, but what a run. Was Kiwi last on the turn? Last on the turn, yes. I was second last, but there was a lame horse that had got past, but it was last the whole race. Wasn't mentioned till about 50 metres from the finishing post, and one of the greatest finishes in Melbourne Cup history, and iconic in New Zealand, as you could well imagine. As it should be. Uh, speaking of, James McDonald rode the winner last year, and Chris Waller trained it, so um, a strong Kiwi connection for last year's winner in very elegant. Mate, can you answer me this question, please, Staffy, before we have to have to leave you? Mm. Why is there a Union Jack painted on the roof of that pub that you're at? Oh, so this is uh, the greatest English pub in New Zealand. They've got a Churchill room, which is just behind me, which has got a pool table with a Union Jack for the felt. Okay. It's a uh, Brit British pub with British grub, um, British beer, <laughs> And uh, people are drinking about as much as British people do. And uh, I just say, thank goodness I'm out of here in eight minutes. <laughs> oh, surely you're going to stick around for the race. Oh, yeah, off air. Off air, I mean. Oh, yeah, off air, off air, off yeah. air mate. Um, well, now you've made me... I said to Matty White earlier, who does the morning program here, I said, I've got shift envy because he was <laughs> off air at 12. Um, he wasn't making the most of it. He was driving back to Sydney. But it, what he should have been doing is putting on his good clobber and heading out to Royal Randwick. Um, that would have been a great afternoon, I would have thought. Mate, you enjoy your cup. I hope you're, you're successful with your bets. And we'll speak to you Same next with Tuesday. You. Same, buddy. Uh, if you need a hand posting bail, give us a yell. <laughs> we might as well do that. Uh, Stay out of prison, on. Jimmy Smith. Uh, Jim there he is, Jimmy Smith, out of Australia. Out of Australia. Drop that down, Sammy. We'll take a break. We'll come back in the day. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.